Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Souchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. Have you heard of a Hungarian, well, she's an American skiing for Hungary, uh, a Hungarian uh, half-pipe team member named Elizabeth Swanee? No, I have not. She can't ski. Oh, so she can't actually ski. She, she can snowboard sk- and do the tricks. Well, half pipe is when you do go yeah, down right. the half she pipe with tri- two skis. Right, a yeah, triple flyover. Yeah, no, she can't. She can't ski. She can't actually ski down a hill. She goes Barely. up the. She goes up. She the goes pipe. up the wall of the pipe, and, and then, then gingerly turns herself around and comes back down. Well, then, Pat, here I'll it. solve it for you. Do you you follow Deadspin on Twitter, correct, Patrick? Uh, no, yeah, some. Okay, go somewhere. go to the Deadspin account. Their last tweet, 44 minutes ago, says the Winter Olympics feature 2,951 of the world's greatest athletes, and also this woman. <laughs> well, she made she what she claimed that she was the Hungarian uh, halfpipe team, huh? Well, Is she got right? she has uh, Hungarian maternal grandparents, and uh, okay. I don't know I don't know how you make the team, but she said she made the team. By entering so many competitions, and apparently she accumulated enough competitive points, finishing even though she finished last, she would get points. And I suppose when it comes to Hungary, oh, she had enough okay. points to be in the. Oh, so she just goes out there, <laughs> yeah. just goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. And, wow, <laughs> it's kind of like funny. when you know a kid's... Eddie the Eagle, the ski jumper. Huh? Yeah, but Eddie at least could ski jump. Yeah, <laughs> she can't ski. Does she tell us why she pulled this prank off? She well, just wanted we, to be an Olympian? Yes, what? yeah. But she acts She acts like, you know, I've been training really hard for this. And uh, <laughs> and it's either a bit. She's either doing a yeah. bit or okay. we've seen the ultimate end of the road here for everybody well, gets a medal. Right. You know, I told you about the, the high, one of the highlights of Lilyhammer was the, uh, the guy who represented Fiji, the one... The one athlete team from Fiji. He was a foreign. He was an exchange student, or a, not a college. He was just a college student living in Oslo, from Fiji. He was built like me, and he was entered in the cross country race, and he marched in with the Fiji flag, <laughs> and they. <laughs> Here'd come the Finlanders, and here'd come the Norwegians, and here'd come the Ruskies, and here'd come the Yankees, and about, you know, hour and a half later, here'd come this fat guy from Fiji. He was in the crowded <laughs> cheer like crazy for him. Well, we have, was, a, we have a Nigerian bobsled team. Yes, well, they're trying to get in on the Jamaican uh, joke, actually, uh, I suppose. I guess. Huh? Did, they, Did they work uh, out their wrinkles, their kinks with the... The Wasn't... Jamaican and the coach, they had a feud because she was going to take her sled and go home. Right, right. right. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I got to say, my uh, watching has been extremely limited. Mine has too, uh, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I did watch more of that than uh, the NBA All-Star game. I Well, I think I did too, yeah. since I watched zero of the NBA All-Star game. So you missed the I worst anthem golf. in history. I watched the date. Oh, I liked it. 
You did, huh? Let's have some fun with it. What the <laughs> hell? I'm so damn sick of the same bore-ass anthem we get every time. Let's do a little torchy lounge singing we, That's anthem. what it was turned into, a yeah, lounge was, song. Fergie was like, she was she was almost crawling across the piano when she sang it, yeah. like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in that uh, movie that... Uh, uh, the Baker Baker Boys. Boys. Yeah, it Fabulous was, um, Baker it was the Baker Boys version of the anthem. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was uh, well, you are was, a contrarian. Well, yeah. Here's the big finish. Here we go. Plus, she's not a very good singer. That's enough. That's just too much. I can't take it. So bad. Well, no. She was having fun with it. What the hell? Everybody takes it so serious. God, we hear the damn thing uh, 700 times a year, for goodness sakes. Pat, the Saturday night stuff. If it's a a serious event, give us a serious version, but it's the NBA All-Star Game. Who cares? They should have two nights of what they did Saturday night. That stuff was pretty fun. Okay. They they put well, out a pretty good show. They thought the game was thrilling, except it's the NHL did this what four years ago, right? They just chose upsides for yeah. a couple of years. The trouble when you choose upsides is you don't know who's playing for who. Yeah. You know, unless you have, you, you got to have the rosters in front of you to see who's playing for who. At least when you got the East playing the West, you know who's playing for who. That's a, but I didn't watch it, so I don't care. I don't watch the NBA All Star game. Are you having seasonable weather? Well, it's we're kind of disappointed. Uh, it was like about five of the greatest days in history, and now there's clouds today. We're very no, upset. No. We got clouds. No, yes, that's it's about noon. The clouds rolled in. It's very upsetting. They're out here. It looks like it might possibly rain. And you know, I know you guys aren't going through anything up there. So, it's raining you know. here. <laughs> Freezing snow. And yeah, oh, is that really. Going? What is it doing? Is it raining like or snow? I'll put it, it this way, Pat. Kenny was here at noon. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of traffic if, problems. If we didn't have uh, President's Day, we'd be in big trouble. That's what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Here, I, I don't trust you, so I'll look it up and uh, uh, see what it is down there. I'd say it's, she's about 82 and uh, a little cloudy right now. I got 80. I'm showing 80. Okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, top that's down. That's top we, down weather. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, see, I don't leave the top down when I go inside anymore. No, I you learned your lesson. lesson. <laughs> I learned my lesson last year. Yes, you I have did. giant trees growing out of your carpet <laughs> in that. No, <laughs> we took it to like seven different places to make sure it was dried out. Remember a couple of weeks ago? We had the golf tournament on, and I said, you know who's not playing very well? Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson. Well, he and played you were pretty right. well he over wasn't. the weekend. Yeah, he did. He's Man, as he wind, lined up crooked, though, yep. isn't he? It's mm-hmm. amazing where he, he's, uh, you know, he's got his, that front foot out there and was set off way right. He just, he's hitting that big old fade. But, man, he hits it uh, a long ways. He's won, what, three times there, right? I believe so. That was his 10th yeah. career victory. Yeah, but he's he, got two uh, masters, doesn't he? he? Would, you would think that he'd be the last guy to win a tight, fairly short, small green Riviera. Why would that be a good course for a guy who hits it a hundred miles? You know? I don't know. 
It's uh, very strange. Yes, it is. Is he still got yeah. the General Lee? Does he still drive that? Thing I don't around? know if he kept that or sold. I think it. he did, but he did. He get rid of the Confederate flag. I don't know. So they did something with the Confederate flag. Maybe he did sell it. He he, he said yesterday he had been considering retirement. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, he can't he, even be forty. Well, but he owns a car dealership and he owns a bunch of other stuff. And he said, "I could stay busy." Well, I, he, he was so disappointed. Yes, oh. at in his windless drought for two years that he was considering retirement. Mm-hmm. Now he's back. They'll never get I, rid of him. Boy, did I see an agitator the other day. I was driving back from Lakeland, and I took four to 75 and then came back down, so it, it was probably rather than cut through the jungle. Mm-hmm. I, when I went up, I went through the jungle, but when I came back, I came on the freeway. Right when four meets 75, there's an empty area, and there's a flagpole that goes 100 feet in the air, and there's the biggest Confederate flag you ever saw oh, in your life really? hanging. You got to know it's some private landowner, some old redneck that uh, says, take a look at this baby. And I suppose they can't do anything about it. But it's No, that's big. taunting. It was. It's as big as a, the batter's eye at a ballpark. It's uh, unbelievable. Have you ever heard of Baghdad, Florida? No. That's no, where Bubba's from. Where in the hell is Baghdad, really? Florida? Baghdad, Florida. Oh, it sounds like a panhandle place, doesn't it? Sounds scrubby, doesn't it? I tell you, I, I, you, when you go through the jungle, man, you go by towns that look a lot worse than the worst parts of Baghdad. <laughs> You're uh, about as north and west as you can possibly get in Baghdad, Florida. So it is That's up in a, the panhandle. It, it is Santa panhandle. Rosa County. Mm-hmm. Panhandle, right? Yep. Yeah. Redneck Riviera. So. Hmm. All right. Well, anyhow, we had the open house down here today, and uh, quite a few people showed up, and they let people wander around. They had the concession stands open. The Twins had their first official workout. They had BP at the uh, on the big field. And uh, we got to meet the new chucker, Jake Odorizzi. He uh, had his first day here. Slender fella. Uh, nice guy. He was, uh, you know. Very low-key, but uh, answered all the questions, and uh, that nice pickup for the Twins there. And I just figured it out. The cheap poll ads have spent $20.95 million, $21 million on four veteran pitchers for this year, the cheap uh, cheap poll ads. That isn't so cheap, is it? No, no, but they're, uh, that's, uh, you know, we, we still, we don't like it. We're, we're mad. We wanted somebody else. More money. Yes, spend more money. All right, just a moment, please. Pat, I'm going to run something by you. Maybe you can solve it. I'm ready. Because no one else has been able to, including Kenny. Okay. Police in Berlin responded to cries for help from two men in an apartment. One of them was 61, one of them was 58. When the cops got into the the apartment, the two guys were hopelessly entangled with a mannequin and a toy remote <laughs> car. My question no, is... I cannot answer this. My this question like is, what is the role of the car? <laughs> what are we doing? What's with They're the car? Practicing for the back seat, I guess. And I they were know. both too drunk to explain to the cops what happened. <laughs> but I want to know what the role of the remote car is. <laughs> How old do, do we identify these gents no. by age? Or yeah, anything? 61 and 58. Okay, well. 
One was visitor and one was the tenant. One was the smart one and yeah. one was the not the smart well, one. Well, they were both dumb. I mean, they got yeah. entangled with a mannequin. And then we discovered, Patrick, after this story, <laughs> that Joe grew up with a mannequin in his grandmother's basement. I did not grow up right. with it. She yeah. happened hey, to have one. Right. Did she do it to soul? Yeah, or yeah. To make yeah. dresses or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a legitimate... Uh... That's a legit. Yeah, it wasn't uh, used for legit. frivolity. Right. No, no. You know. There goes Joey down to the basement yeah, again. Right off there. <laughs> we go to Grandma's again? No. <laughs> uh, no. Well, no one has yet provided the answer as, as to the role of the toy car. That's what gets me. Mm-hmm. Was it like one of those little Shriner cars, too, that they drive around <laughs> I in? I don't know. Uh, Joe, I know you can't see this, but Rookie has his uh, Twitter account pulled up, and uh, a listener by the name of Kenny uh, submitted a photo of... If Patrick was in town today, uh, what would happen? You see a convertible parked at a parking lot with the top down and all the you know with the snow flying oh, in the yeah. background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got the wild tonight. They're at the island. No, nope. they won already. The game's over, Joe. Oh my God, that was a matinee. Pre- President's Day out in New York. Did the Wild win? Uh, five to three, sir. Huh. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the president's I was following it. Yeah, they were down two to one, and then they went ahead uh, three to two. And they Zucker had one. two more goals today. Anders Lee had one for uh, the Islanders. He got thirty now. The kid from Edina. He's uh, having a hell of a. Did he play for but the Gophers. Zucker, yes, a year, right? Your Did paper had a fascinating. Uh, it might have been a Kurt Giles piece. Not who am I thinking of? Not Kurt Giles. Uh, Kurt, a friend, Kurt. Who writes the history? Kurt Brown. Kurt Brown might have been a piece of his. I can't remember. Your your paper had a fascinating history yesterday of why this state's called the Gopher State. Not because we had a lot of gophers. No, because somebody did a famous cartoon uh, in pre-statehood showing uh, go a team of gophers towing a uh, carriage. Ridden in by wealthy industrialists who wanted to tax people in order to build railroads. And for some reason, it, we became known as the Gopher State. Because the huh. Gophers were hauling the uh, hauling the carriage around. Well, uh, that, that's one I'd never heard. Kurt, yeah. uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really. He, he lives in Colorado now. I didn't know he that. Just, he just kind of does these. Uh, he, that's become his expertise. And once a month or something, once, twice a month, he cranks these things out, I think, on a freelance basis. And they're great. They're fascinating. You know, I they're love all, them. Yeah. yeah Wait a minute. All, uh, he lives in Colorado now? Yep. He moved there full time? Yep. What, to ski or what? Or to smoke dope? Or? No, I, was, I was about no. to say it's legal there. Yeah. Now, I, I'm sure dope. as a family man, he no longer smokes dope. But mm-hmm. my favorite Kurt Brown story, mm-hmm. I've yeah. told you it before. Yeah, it's a good one. McAllister football has the 51-game losing streak, right? 50, yeah. 50 game losing streak. Kurt Brown is the editor of the Mac Weekly. All right. And they're very proud of this losing streak. They think it's wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. And they finally win a game uh, against Mount Scenario or somebody, a non-conference game on a late field goal. And the Mac Weekly runs two paragraphs on it. You know, and the second paragraph says, it appeared the field goal was wide left, but they called it good, right? <laughs> so, I mean, they basically poo-pooed the idea that the winning losing streak was over. And Tom Hosier was the, uh, the hard-nosed Mac football coach, and he wrote a letter to the Mac Weekly 
accusing the Mac Wakely staff of uh, not only being horrible news, young newsmen and women, <laughs> but of using the proceeds from the advertising for marijuana and cocaine. <laughs> and he said that. And Kurt Brown, as the editor, wrote a little editorial response, editor's response at the bottom, denying that they used any of the money for cocaine. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the frolicking days of the 70s or whatever the hell it was. So, yeah, he does a great job writing those things. Well, he didn't consult me before he moved to Colorado, so that's why it comes as a great surprise to me. No he was, a, he he was can... a sports writer for a while, Oh, yeah, too, for years. He? I always yeah. said he was my protege. I loved him, but he uh, he was in on the Denny, the whole mess with Denny when, uh, you know, the, he ended up looking like Saddam Hussein down there in the bunker and mm -hmm. uh, that whole thing, and they kind of lost his taste for uh, sports writing when he had everybody screaming at him, you know, at the biking locker room, so he went on to other pursuits. The girls' state high school hockey tournament is, uh, Rook, you help me, is this week, right? It starts on Wednesday. And you'll be one of the proud parents with the giant hey, button you of your kid on the United made it? Uh, yeah. St. Paul United beat South St. Paul in overtime Ooh, in South St. Doug, Paul. At uh, Doug Woog Arena? At Doug Woog Arena. And they uh, they got in, so they play Wednesday night at uh, 8 o'clock. They're the last game. Uh, on uh, Wednesday, correct. Who do they Are play? Are they a Class A school or Class AA? Class uh, they're, AA. They're Class A. Who is United? Visitation and SPA? And St. Paul Academy. Hmm. And they play um, uh, Alexandria. How uh, the, the hell Cardinals. is South St. Paul a Class A school? So, uh, you know, they're, they are a smaller school. I don't know what their attendance is or their uh, enrollment is, but they have been. And where, a, do you, where do you live again? I live in South St. Paul. <laughs> okay. Just so they, were, they were a little upset. Established. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they weren't good recruiters. Okay. Visitation gave us a better <laughs> offer, so. But that, I mean, in your defense, that's your school, right? That is, yeah. yeah that yeah, is. So, you know. Who, who is, uh, the who else one, is in the tournament? Uh, number one seed is War Road, and they're playing uh, New Ulm, as you say. New Ulm. Breck. Three syllables. Number two seed is uh, playing Marshall, and then Red Wings a very Marshall, good Marshall, Minnesota, or Duluth, Marshall? Uh, Marshall, Minnesota, I would imagine. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, hold that thought. We'll be back in a moment. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Cloudy, still some light snow and 23 degrees. The Wild win their President's Day matinee game today out on the West Coast. Uh, East Coast, excuse me. They defeat the Islanders 5-3. to three. Uh, It's now official. The Vikings have announced Todd Downing as the senior offensive assistant, bringing him back to his hometown after he served last year as offensive coordinator for the Raiders. Downing will begin his 18th season in the NFL, the first five of which were with the Vikings as an intern, systems an analyst, and huh. quality control coach. Didn't he used to coach at Eden Prairie? I think yes. He was one of uh, Mike Grant's assistants. Right? He played quarterback there also mm -hmm. at Eden Prairie before he helped uh, Helped out there. He, first... he was supposed, he's supposed to be a fairly sharp guy, but uh, did did Jack Del Rio get fired or did? Yeah, they remember just... they hired Gruden. They hired Gruden. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They brought Gruden back. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like Minnesotans. He got rid of this kid. <laughs> Downing's also been with the Rams, Lions, and Buffalo Bills. News notes from today: A former student at the University of Wisconsin Madison, who's accused of sexually assaulting and stalking female students, is expected to plead guilty on Wednesday. 
21-year-old Alec, uh, Alex, uh, Alec, excuse me, Cook of Edina was scheduled to go to trial next week in one of the cases against him. Instead, the Wisconsin State Journal reports he'll plead guilty to five of the 21 counts he faces. His attorney says the guilty plea will resolve all of the seven cases he's uh, facing charges in. Jessa Gett says a sentencing hearing will be held in about three months. Cook was initially charged in 2016 with 12 counts of varying degrees of sexual assault involving six different women and other charges including stalking. Prosecutors and police say 11 women have been victims of sexual assault or harassment by Cook. United States Postal Service honoring a St. Paul letter carrier after he saved a woman's life. Michael O'Neill has delivered mail to Janine Zimmerman's home for 16 years. Uh, On one cold, snowy day in December, O'Neill found Zimmerman helpless on the frozen ground in front of her home. Did the turkeys get her? No. (laughs) Zimmerman said she'd gone outside to grab her mail. She lost her balance and fell. She's uh, she's a, I don't want to call her elderly, but she's an older lady. Mm -hmm. Uh, O'Neill. Do you have an age? How old, John? I I don't have that. I did see the interview with her, though. I would guess she's probably 80. Okay. In that uh, area. So would you say old bat or old battle axe? Which one would you say? Kindly grandmother. Thank you, Joe. Well, that's much better. I like that description. Did she have a mannequin in her basement? Uh, Not that I'm aware. You guys ever solve that? The mannequin issue? No. No, do you have any ideas? Ran up by Pat. He has no idea what role the car played. Yeah, car's a mystery. O'Neill. Do you think the car had a camera mounted on it? Maybe. And they were just getting different angles? Like with a the zoom, camera? yeah. Yeah. Huh. Or else the car had a cord attached to it, and that was part of their entanglement. Hmm. Anyway, John, you were saying... Yeah. The guys were fully well, closed, so though, right? I have this sweet story, and you guys started to talk about that again. I see. Yes. O'Neill. Well, I'm, you know, these are my people, the postal people. It doesn't surprise yeah. me that one yeah. of them would step forward. Well, Michael, I thought they were going to... I, I thought they were going to tell us he found her on the kitchen floor when, we went, when he went in to get his free coffee and donut that he got no, no, every morning no. when he went there. Uh, O'Neill said, she's a sweet, sweet person. I felt horrible because she was very vulnerable at that point. So the postman carried Zimmerman inside, wrapped her in a blanket, and waited with her until her grandchildren got there. By what? coffee and donut, what do you mean, Pat? Is that, oh, a, I mean, is that all, like... Aren't they famous for drinking coffee at everybody's house? No, uh, they're and, not. And they make they're, the route no, around? No. No, they're not. It's not the same as canon apricots, is it? No. I really thought this was just a nice, sweet story. (laughs) I'm sorry you had so much trouble with it, Jack. I'm not done yet. She does seem like a nice person, though. Weeks. uh, It's a long story. Weeks went well. (laughs) You guys would shut up. Uh, Weeks went by, and O'Neill thought nothing more of the incident, but Zimmerman wanted to make sure he was recognized. Who's Zimmerman? That's the woman. That's the nice lady. Oh, okay. She wrote the river with the apricots. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the donuts and the coffee. Right. She wrote the uh, Riverview. Isn't that a thing? I think so. It's a part of their tradition. <laughs> wrote the Riverview U.S. Post Office station and explained what had happened and how O'Neill had cared for. Well, good for him. The Postal oh, Service sweet. has since awarded O'Neill with a meritorious award. It probably that gave is. him a sheet of forever stamps. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Huh? No did you see the nuts. Did you see the distressing news from Sweden? But they're running out of cash. Cash. Yeah. Nobody uses cash. Yeah. Their banks won't give you cash. I have to have cash. You got. I gotta have cash. I gotta have cash. I'm not moving to Sweden. To hell with them. Yeah. <laughs> Law enforcement. That's it. That's the <laughs> yeah, deal breaker. Yeah, right. Hell with the Sweden. Take that, Sweden. That's a hell of a hot take. <laughs> That's the tiebreaker <laughs> right there. <laughs> you are on the mark. Sweden has been running what until What are we going to do if we happen to be alive five years from now and it's, that's sweeping this country? I don't want too. any part of it. I need I'm cash. not going up. 
to get into on an airplane and show them my cell phone. The hell with that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hand them a piece of paper. Yeah, that has nothing to do with cash, but I know what you but mean. The same thing, right? You're gonna, pretty soon, you're going to have to have a cell phone, or uh, we did the uh, the cell phone boarding passes this last uh, week. I uh, hope they got all the, screwed up. The glare that people showed uh, the bride as she had to, you know, scan the one boarding pass oh, for the little oh, yeah, guy, right. Then reset yeah. it for the next person. We were sure. we were not well liked. Well, my friend that works at the airport says, "Just do the paper stuff." Ah, uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Law enforcement detained Your the driver. Friend? Yeah, a buddy I know. Okay. Thomas? Law enforcement detained the driver of the press van in President (laughs) Trump's motorcade this morning in West Palm Beach after U.S. Secret Service found a handgun in the driver's bag. The handgun was found during a routine security screening prior to the motorcade departure from the President's Mar-a-Lago Club to Trump International Hotel. The driver told law enforcement he forgot to leave his gun behind in his personal car before getting into the press van to drive the pool of journalists trailing the president. Well, why shouldn't this guy have a gun? Maybe he What's wasn't the big authorized? deal? Well, he's in proximity of the president. Yeah, I but mean, he's a, he's a, go back to the beginning. He's just a chauffeur. Uh-huh. He's not a security yeah. guy. Oh, he's a private guy. Yeah, yeah he's a. I was, that one time I went and go to see George W. Bush, and yeah. I was in the press pool. All right, they got a whole bunch of drivers. All right. By the way, I was packing though. The president of the United States, <laughs> president of the United States, is getting goofier by the hour. Don't ask me. Have you me. noticed this? Don't Have you noticed me. this? He's getting goofier by the hour. Mm-hmm. I have some good news. For I you. have no business no. to talk, so uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. No. When it comes to making it into your 90s, booze actually beats exercise, according to a new long-term See? study. What I tell you earlier, Joe. Yep. What the hell? Research led by University of California neurologist Claudia Coaz tracked 1,700 nonagenarians enrolled in the 90-plus study that began in 2003 to explore impacts of daily habits on longevity. Sid doesn't drink. He's still oh. hanging around. Well, why do you think these people in these nursing homes are all 100? Because they all have a cocktail hour. <laughs> Researchers yeah. discovered that... Rage is the only thing keeping Sid alive. <laughs> That's right. Discovered that subjects who drank about two glasses of beer or wine a day were 18% less likely to experience a premature death. Huh. Participants who exercised 15 to 45 minutes a day cut the same risk by only 11%. Kawasa. They going to booze at all? Well, and drink go, uh, and exercise, exercise. You're up to 29%. A couple of Moscow mules a day are okay. Kawasa <laughs> said, I have no explanation for it, but I do firmly believe that modest drinking improves longevity. How about 17 craft beers and texting your coworkers about the Olympics? Yeah, I know. That's that's early day. I got got a question for you. How about if you don't drink or exercise? What are they talking (laughs) about? Straight diet coke. You're just rolling the dice then. (laughs) You're just drinking diet coke. That's all. That's all that's between you and instant death. Guitar company Gibson could be on the brink of bankruptcy, according to a report. The company, whose Les Paul and SG instruments have been played by generations of rock stars, was founded more than 100 years ago in Michigan. Gibson's chief financial officer, Bill Lawrence, recently left the firm just six months before $375 million of senior secured notes were due to mature, according to a report from the Nashville Post. Gibson, which has annual revenues of more than $1 billion, has another $145 million in bank loans that will be due immediately if those senior secured notes are not refinanced by mid-January. Somebody or mid-July, was doing something wrong. July. Uh, CEO Henry Juskowitz is thought to be in a race against time to decide whether to exchange the company's debt, look to try and pay it off using his equity, or try to declare the company bankrupt. The U.S.-based company has hired investment bank Jefferies to help figure out its current financial situation. Why, John? Why? Why are they going 
Well, are there cheaper versions available? Is much that what's... cheaper. Gibson's a very expensive guitar, depending they take on the model. Taking a billion you buy. dollars a year. Yeah, but they also have half a billion in you know. What's weird now, Such, is you can spend one hundred and fifty dollars on a guitar that's almost as good as an eight hundred dollar guitar. Hmm. You know, you just change the uh, pots, the knobs, and a few other things, and you're you're rocking a, an eight hundred dollar guitar. Am I right, John? Yeah, you are correct. You are John, correct. you know what else would keep you alive? Ah, being eighty nine years old and uh, <clears throat> being down here here at uh, twenty to five. <laughs> Walking around, pushing some big heavy thing on an infield like George, <laughs> George Toma yeah. is right now. Just turned 89 in uh, February, and he's out there. And, and there's the young guys are sitting there looking at George while he's doing the pushing and the working. Gibson just needs to uh, sell more um, picks. <laughs> what the hell? Former uh, Minneapolis Mayor Betsy Hodges caused a bit of a stir on Twitter this weekend. Uh, she tweeted, We've been in this restaurant bar for over an hour. They're playing classic rock, mostly 70s. Their music service has yet to play a single woman's voice, not even a duet, not even backup. Hashtag just noticing. <laughs> Wait, Joe, it gets a whole lot better. That tweet uh, got a couple thousand replies pretty much immediately. Uh, some were complimentary, but not no, uh, no. not the majority. Most were not. Among the uh, replies, just noticing, your life must be exhausting looking for ridiculous, inconsequential things to be triggered about. <laughs> oh, mighty. Another like one. Betsy, she's, uh, she's ours, but we got rid of her. Give, right? me, a, yeah. give me a couple more. Another one? Mm -hmm. This has to be a joke. No one can be this triggered. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a global reaction, yes, Joe. Yeah. She got reaction. Are she from... talking about being in a local pub? Yeah. 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 Then, uh, let's see, there was, I got more but yellow. She got the free gig, you know, at Harvard, where she's going to be a fake professor. You're kidding. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is she going to teach, bike lanes? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Does that mean she's re relocating? I have no idea. Another one said, I got more yellow Skittles than I did red ones. I feel your outrage. <laughs> Same with me. Same with me. When I get dots, I got to throw all the red ones out the window. Oh, don't oh, you dare! I hate the red. Oh, red that's a like red dot. I hate the red. No, I drive along the freeway throwing red dots oh, out the window. That's <laughs> un-American and it's littering. Well, yeah, dots no, dots. I, What would you? If a guy stopped you and said, you know, if a guy stopped you and said. What'd you throw out the window and you said a red dot? He'd just let you go because he thought you were crazy, right? Right, because so, nobody yeah. throws red dots away. <laughs> I'm just feeding the gators. Uh, <laughs> later, after all these tweets and uh, answers, she tweeted, Hey, kind people of Twitter, would you please be willing to share photos of cute animals? Yours or others. The trolls are still doing their thing with my feed right now, and I'd rather see cute animals. Oh, my God. Thank you. She did follow that with a bunch of Daytona 500 tweets, though, which... The trolls. When you've got 2,000 reactions to your dumb tweet, it's not trolls. <laughs> it's the public. It's the yeah, world, Betsy, right. you yeah. nut. Did you ever take Betsy, though, for a Daytona 500 fan? 
She had no, a bunch I did of, not. Bunch of tweets. Well, she trying to save her ass right oh, there. What, is she about the how upset she is about Danica being no, done? No, no, she uh, seemed somewhat knowledgeable, actually. Well, she, she uh, said something to the effect of, it's so ha- so happy now I don't have to work on the weekends. I can yeah, watch so a Daytona race. Is she, she also, still in the bar at this point? No, <laughs> she, I think she was at home because she apologized for her uh, to her neighbors for shrieking. For shrieking during the, uh, really? during yeah. the race. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, Chris Reavers. Uh, gross. How's the new guy doing? How's the new guy doing, Kenny? You're a Minneapolis hey, taxpayer. I have no, I have no idea. Doesn't have done anything Couldn't yet. Care less. I'm out of here in six months. <laughs> wow, there's some breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the farm in Todd County or whatever it is. Uh, be, what yeah. county is it? Uh, Douglas, before the fall. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the county of mind your own Dakota, business. Dakota, Dodge, and Douglas are your D county. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, all of you guys can kiss my ass. Are you going to be uh, doing traffic from, May- from Maybe, but else? if if I don't, so what? <laughs> wow. As long as I'm there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> an odd way I like your attitude. Uh, I'll, uh, you know, last I'll drive you a were, manure spreader if I have Last to. week, you were Mr. Charm. What happened over the weekend that stirred you up? I Man, stayed last in Last week, town. you were engaged. You were wonderful. It, it always happened. Today, ha- you're just a snake. If you'd shut up, I'd tell you. <laughs> My God. I stayed in town over the weekend, okay. and that always bumps me out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. A pilot had to make an emergency landing after a fight broke out over a passenger who allegedly refused to stop passing gas. <laughs> Two Dutchmen were sitting next to the flatulent passenger, <laughs> reportedly asking the man to stop. He refused and continued to break wind aboard the Transavia <laughs> airline oh. flight. Was it loud and boisterous? It was, yes. going, it was going from I'm Dubai. I'm not even going to play my fart buttons no, because I can't bring not. myself to do it anymore. Flight from Dubai. Oh, now that you're to on the Amsterdam. wall at the museum. Renowned broadcaster. Somebody else play with it. We got some new ones. The budget airline. Some wet ones. The budget airline crew allegedly did not help the passengers after their complaints, according to Metro, leading to <laughs> leading to an on-plane fight between the men. Despite that a warning, my, I'm sorry, but sir, that was my favorite. Sir, you must stop that now, please, right, that sir. Was, uh, was, was that? Uh, that was authentic. Little, let me give it a little push here. <laughs> Sir, we're going to have to ask you to stop that or we'll divert the flight. Once it starts, it just doesn't stop. No, we're going to divert the flight. It's like the hiccups. Who can stop? Did you, uh, didn't you come in after a hot dog eating contest? (laughs) Record those? Uh, yes, I did. Those are, uh, those are all authentic. I don't want to hear this. Sir, stop. uh, You have to stop, sir. Wait, hang on. What's the next stop? Sour. Can I get you some toilet paper, sir? (laughs) What I'm really worried about (laughs) is this story has another page left. (laughs) Forget it, John. Look, it's a Dutch, uh, we need a Dutch voice here. Yeah. That one hurt. That one smells like weed. What do you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then this one. Oh, so didn't they have to land the plane? Like a, yeah, they did, like they did because they uh, there was a fight oh. on the plane. The altercation continued. Well, I don't blame them. We for call d- this one the Three Stooges. <laughs> Listen. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Brooks. Hall of Famer Joe Suchi. Brook is having so much. He's having he's so much, so much fun with this story. He has but no idea what the story's is even the about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one hurts. That's enough. <laughs> you guys, rookie yeah. named him. Yeah. Well, John. <laughs> oh well, John. How yes, many, How many times did the guy get hit in the gut and then just fart even more? <laughs> 
The fight uh, made the plane divert to Vienna Airport. Hello. Four Hello. people were taken into custody. Hello. Four people taken into custody, but oh. eventually released with no charges. You got one called Call the Dr. Moe, Dr. Leary, Dr. Curley. <laughs> hey, Pat, um, are we being broadcast at Hammond Stadium? Yeah. No, no. Okay. Oh. Okay, good. Uh, speaking of fights, <laughs> a South Pacific cruise was interrupted by brawls apparently caused by a 23-member family who kept throwing punches at other passengers. I call <laughs> this one like you're proud of yourself because you came up with a name. It's got a like label. an artist or a painter or something, a sculpture. Well, let me tell you about this one. I call this one... The dungeon. Now you gotta wait for it. You gotta listen. You gotta listen to what it means. This is the dungeon. I like dark this. And wet. I like this story, John, the that co- you're working on here. Can you can you proceed? Well, I'll try. The carnival Royce, legend. You now uh, the classiest member in the staff. <laughs> That's a sad commentary. Oh. The carnival carnival legend arrived in its home port of Melbourne Saturday, a day after the family was offloaded in an unscheduled stop in Eden, New South Wales, in Australia. It was, quote, a big Italian family, 23 people, spent days attacking Australians aboard the ship. <laughs> with people getting strangled and punched, according to other passengers. What the hell? Uh, one passenger said they were very violent attacks, full on. She questioned the ship's management, quoting the captain as saying, what do you want me to do about it? Throw them overboard? (laughs) Walk the plank. Cell phone video footage of the brawl on Friday shows security guards fighting and trying to separate passengers amid lots of shouting and kicking. They were dropped off early. Carnival Cruise Line said it's offering guests a 25% future cruise credit as a goodwill gesture. Do we know what stirred up the Italians there, Jeff? Nope, just they uh, they apparently like to fight. They like to fight. Okay. What's coming up, Patrick? Uh, we're going to talk to Jordan Bianchi about the Daytona 500. Ask him if you've ever seen Bo- Bo- Betsy Hodges at a uh, at a NASCAR race. And uh, a lot of uh, talk about uh, Jake Odorizzi and the Twins and what's going on down here on the first day of official training camp when both... Uh, uh, where the uh, position players have joined the pitchers and catchers. Brian Dozer, not here today. He's trying to get rid of kidney stones. Is Odorizzi pretty good? He's good. He's a, he's a good, solid pitcher, and uh, and he's only 20. He'll be 28 later this month, so he should be in his prime right now. So, uh, And they got he's, him he's from what, be Tampa? Fine. Yeah, I got him for Tampa. Yeah. Gave up uh, their fourth best shortstop prospect. Pretty good young player, but not not one of their better young players. So, fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's twenty two.